Hi everyone, I'm Maggie. I'm Alex. And this is Socially Coarse. The podcast for all things geek, nerd, TV, film, and today, the last one, marriage. Yay! Woo. See how smooth that was. Oh, that was so smooth. That was a good transition. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> and that's why I married you. Boom. <laughs> so, today... You, you um, may have already guessed what we'll be talking about today. <laughs> yes, yeah. We want to revisit a little bit of the marriage bit of about us and about marriage and <laughs> smooth i know i'm so smooth tonight but no we want to talk about like the for better or worse part mm-hmm. of marriage mm-hmm. and we also had some feedback on our previous marriage podcast that said that it didn't actually go into the practicalities of uh especially just 30 minutes of us saying yeah marriage is easy yeah and we want to give you some advice you know we we might not realize that we're doing some things but once we reflect back on them we know that that is the reason that we keep going is because of certain things that yeah. we do so yeah. we wanted to discuss those today and yeah. Do all that jazz. Ooh, fun. Yeah. And I mean, really, the reason that prompted this revisiting is actually not an entirely positive one. We had a bit of a crap November, really. It was October, November. Yeah. Where yeah. we were not great. Yeah. Like, we were still fine, obviously. Like, we we're never not going to snuggle. But <laughs> we were, snuggles. you know, we were avoiding certain topics and... There were certain things that would trigger us to be in a bad mood and hashtag triggered. Um, So we thought, you know what? We need to talk about all aspects of marriage. We can't just talk about the positives. That's why they put the whole for better or worse thing in there. Yeah. yeah. Just to remind you you that it's not all fun and games. It's mostly fun and games. It's not all fun and games. It's not all fun and games. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean... Is going to inevitably happen when you live with someone and they're there every single time you come home and you're there all the time. Like, it's inevitably going to lead to cabin fever. But it's how you handle it that determines whether a marriage succeeds or fails. And it also depends, to be fair, it also depends on whether that marriage is right. Yeah. And... (laughs) Thanks for whacking that piece of paper there. Whack. (laughs) But, yeah, it also depends on whether that marriage is right and whether maybe you need to reconsider it. So it's very difficult because the line is very unclear, really. It's not even, there isn't even really a line anymore. It seems like there's like, it's difficult to tell sometimes. I'm just thinking for PC sake. No, I know, I know. know, Abusive marriages and stuff where they stay just like, it works because one of them. That's a whole different topic. Yeah, we're not, you know, we're not like dissing, like we're not, denied that that exists and that there are marriages that purely survive because one person forces the other but anyway we're talking about the ones where it's all fine and it all works but for some people even though the two people are not like fine people it doesn't work and why that could be so anyway (laughs) I'm getting myself Basically, some marriages work and some don't. Exactly. But <laughs> but there are reasons for it. Exactly. So we were talking about relationships a lot, actually, over yeah, the Christmas period. We were. And one of the things that came out that we could all agree on, and this is with other people as well, hey, mom, um, <laughs> is that when you go into a relationship, if you're going into it with the intent of actually retaining that relationship, then 
you're going to have to have a very serious talk with yourself about the things that you will not move on so that you are very prepared for the other things that like you need to set your principles straight and you need to set your sort of rules for what you will accept in a human and what you know and i'm not talking about the petty stuff i'm not talking about you know put feet up on a coffee table because that's something that you know if you talk about it in a really reasonable way can be changed but like for example you could say you know i would never date a smoker yeah yeah then If you start dating a smoker, a heavy smoker, I'm not talking about somebody who's in like trying to quit at that point when you meet them. Like if you start dating someone who smokes like a pack a day, then when it comes to six months down the line, you're like, I don't know why this doesn't work. Well, that's because you expected somebody like that to change fundamentally, even though you knew that was something that wouldn't work for you. Yeah. And it's things like that. And like things you can't find yourself compromising on. Yes. So it's like personality wise me and maggie match on pretty much every level yeah and i I will go into this saying that we think our relationship is pretty great yeah and that's not us being cocky or anything like that it's just because we got incredibly incredibly infinitesimally lucky yeah to find one another yeah every i don't believe in destiny maggie does uh-huh. but even i have to look twice at the circumstances that led to us meeting mm. you know and that made me say oh crap you know I, mm. I remember this thing my dad said to me when i was quite young he's like there are seven billion people in the world what are the odds you're going to find your soulmate mm. one town over mm. do you know what i mean obviously these things do happen yeah but I think we did get incredibly lucky where our yeah. personalities match on a very fundamental, like you say, a very yeah. fundamental level. We, There's nothing we compromised in our own expectations about each other, yeah. I don't think. No, yeah. Like, I, I personally, I'd never date or marry someone whose personality I didn't agree with, mm-hmm. like a part of their personality. Like, mm-hmm. they hated animals, they didn't want kids, mm-hmm. they are... Mm-hmm rude to like people yeah. they're horrible to like yeah. customer service sector workers yeah these seem like very petty things but on a fundamental level if they matter to you mm-hmm. they really matter to you oh, in the yeah. long run so if oh, you think yeah. oh i could spend the rest of my life with this person if they, they can't there's not much room for an if no as in you know if they stopped being such a heavy drinker heavy smoker if they yeah. if they stopped taking drugs and things like that there's not much wiggle room when it comes to something like that. You can't go into a relationship thinking, I can improve this person. Because that's mm. never good. It's no. 99% of the time it's going to end in a train wreck. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, it's a long story. But most of the time, it's, things like that just don't work out. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, we, we're going into this thinking that our relationship is really good. It's not mm-hmm. a brag. It's not us being cocky about it. Like I say, we got so ridiculously lucky. And we are so thankful for how lucky we got. Yeah every day like it's unreal yeah one day we'll go into the backstory of it all no. maybe later on in this podcast we might go into it one day and just talk yeah. about the circumstances that led us you know one yeah. choice in a billion that could have yeah. led a billion different ways eventually led us here yeah and, and like I, think- I say i don't believe in destiny or fate but maggie does but like i say it makes me think twice yeah and i think you know that was very sweet by the way Thank but you. um <laughs> he's like that but you know i think what we both learned from our previous relationships was exactly that subconsciously that we had things that we would not compromise on. And for example, for me, one of the big tells was how Alex behaved with his mother. 
So when we first just, met, just my family in general. But I, yeah, I get why you say. But mother, you know, yeah, like cause... mother, I feel like the way that a man behaves to his mother is very telling of how he treats women mm. in general. Mm. And I feel like that can tell you a lot about yeah, how you're yeah. going to be treated. Um, so it was that and knowing that relationship and seeing the past of it and knowing that that was the way that I would imagine it to be. So you yeah. didn't like, you know, rely on your mother to do your laundry and change your bed sheets well into <laughs> your 20s and stuff like that. Like it sounds silly, but if you think about it, that's exactly what that man is going to expect further on and it's nobody's fault it's just one of those things and yeah, like there, there is like a proven psychological link between a yeah. man and his mother and how he then treats his partner yeah. like i say if they rely on their mother to do everything for them cook and clean and do laundry like i say well into the 20s and 30s they're going to be like that yeah with um their, their life partner same I mean, can be said yeah. for women oh yeah and, their, and fathers their fathers in general yeah if they're generally doted on and treat like princesses mm-hmm. which does happen a lot yeah. they're going to expect any man who meets them to think they are top of the you know mm-hmm. top of the ladder type of thing and you know that there's a very you know easy psychological link there you know your parents are the the, the people that kind of you look up to as being the people that you're going to be obviously some some circumstances where families don't work out and you don't have that role model which is where that line can be blurred but like from your parents you know what you expect in a like a good person especially if you have a good relationship so that is really clear in terms of that link but this for example you know from the start we started talking about kids and i'm not saying that you have to talk about it from the start but we both determined at one point that we both wanted kids and we both wanted two or three two probably um but you know we at least determined that we both wanted kids Whereas yeah. if you imagine if you start dating someone and you're dating for three years and then you find out that that person doesn't want kids, yet to you it's really important, that's going to be a big issue that you're not going to get over very easily. Yeah. yeah. Unless you have that chat yeah. and you're, you settle yourself down with it. But you have to be very clear with yourself about that. And, you know, what is your future together? Like, are you going to buy a house together at some point? Are you going to get married? Like, I'm not saying that you know you have to get married and get a house together as long as you're clear on that and as long as you're happy with that and as long as that's not going to come up in 10 years time and then completely shock you yeah that's the thing those are the things that are non-negotiable really in your brain that's that's what you need to go in with and as long as you could do that and then any time when you have an argument like we if we have any kind of spat it's mostly inconsequential like it's just it's just because one of us has had a bad day yeah so we generally get snappy yeah you know a lot of people do that yeah exactly but you know even when we've like had worse periods of time i always sort of thought in my head i'm like could i imagine living without alex Hmm. and the simple answer was no yeah so (laughs) anytime i got any kind of angry i was like well i'm gonna have to resolve this because we're going to be together. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. N- there's no way I can run away from this because I want to be with you. And it's like, it's and that's as that's part of the that. mar- that's part of the the commitment of marriage. Yeah. Because when you're in a relationship, if you get scared or if you disagree with someone on a fundamental level, you say, hey, "Right, no more relationship. I'm done." Yeah. But once you're married, you are acknowledging to yourself and to all everyone who knows you and to whoever you're marrying mm-hmm. that you've accepted pretty much everything up to Mm -hmm. this point. You know this person Mm -hmm. 
and you are accepting them as they are in that moment. Mm-hmm. And like I say, that's part of getting married is that you're not afraid of the small stuff and mm-hmm. you know that you can work through it if you try hard enough. And obviously, you know, there's a, a disturbingly high amount of, high percentage of marriages that don't work these days. And, you know, some of them are because of, you know, you know, people Every marrying, you know, people marrying people that they didn't know at the time and they change yeah. afterwards and... Or they marry too young or they, you know, things like that. But like I say, these are one of the things you need to consider mm. before getting married. Mm-hmm. Because being in there, for some reason, people disassociate being in a relationship and being married. Mm. There are, you know, a lot of people think, I don't know, like, a lot of people just see marriage as an end. Yeah, yeah. And I hate that, like, when I was telling everybody that I was going to propose to Maggie, and Mm. then obviously when we told them that we were engaged and there was the big announcement, obviously when we told our friends privately they were like because mm-hmm. we were what 23 mm-hmm. yes this is how great we are <laughs> but anyway it was about 23 22 and a half 23 yeah ish. yeah 22 23 and we decided we were going to get married yeah. i mean we <laughs> admittedly moved at an incredibly fast pace yeah. because that's just again this is just us personally this isn't our mm-hmm. template for marriage this no. is just how we were we met, we immediately fell in love. We moved in with each other after like a month. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and it all worked out perfectly. And yeah. like I say, again, the infinitesimally mm-hmm. lucky that this happened to us. We we never forget that. We never no. think this is how all marriages yeah, should no, work. No. But once we told all our friends, it's like, oh, we're engaged, you know, we're going to get married and spend the rest of my life with this person. They were like, really? A bit young? And, you know, they were like, you tell... Your parents and like mm-hmm. they, their friends are there for whatever mm-hmm. reason. You tell your parents, "Oh, I'm, you know, going to spend the rest of my life with them." They're like, really? You're only twenty three. Like, mm. do you not want to? They say they say stupid stuff like, oh, "Do you not want to get out there and see the world?" And what they basically mean is, are "You sure you slept with enough people?" <laughs> that's just for me. That yeah. seems to be what they're talking about. Like, yeah. are you sure you've shagged around enough? Because there are lots of people out there. And in a way, I can see the point they make, but then at the same time, it's completely irrelevant because it's like, yeah, but I've met the person I want to yeah. see the world with. Yeah. You know, I've met the person I want to ha- travel the world and, and yeah. do all these things with. This is the yeah. person I want to do it with. I don't want to yeah. do it alone. No. And who else am I going to do it with other mm-hmm. than the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? Mm-hmm. And it, like I say, people seem to, to disassociate being in a relationship with being married, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. Not much of our relationship changed once we got married. Oh God no! If if we anything still, at all, we were still living together. We were still like exactly. There's like, nothing that changes, and I think a lot of people put a lot of stock into the wedding itself, which I find really annoying. Is like they almost expect that because the wedding happened, that means like the rest something. of our life is going to be. Like, no. I don't know, they just, just seem it to... It seems to come to a halt to, or something. Yeah, they, like, they, they think they're losing something or it's the end of an era I, or something like that. I just like feel that. like a lot of people sort of see marriage as just being the wedding and then afterwards they don't think about the rest of the time. Mm, mm. Like, they it's don't just a ceremony. Think that, That's yeah, it. A lot of yeah, things changes. But yeah. obviously, I mean, great. Nothing is really meant to change. No. The only thing that's meant to change is, at some fundamental level, your level of commitment. Yeah, Really. Absolutely. Because like I say, like say when you're in a relationship... Yeah. 
you can bail anytime yeah. if you find yourself falling out of love or you have mm-hmm. a massive argument about something really, yeah. really bad. Yeah. I'm not saying they're on a way out of a marriage. It's just a no. lot messier. Yeah. And and you, you, you don't really want to go into a marriage thinking about the when it's plan. going to end. Mm-hmm. There, there are some parts of your mind that think, oh, what if this doesn't work out? It'll be really bad. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make you have cold feet about it or anything no. like that. It's just your mind going through every single possibility, like yeah. everyone's brain does. Yeah. I mean, when I was younger, my mom r- reminded me of this very recently. It was, we were in Portugal. And apparently I just kind of asked my mom, and this was when I was like 16, 15? At that like, age. Yeah, a bit younger. Hmm. And I was like, Mom, like, what happens if you're married to someone and then you meet someone else and realize Hmm. that the person you're married to is not your true love? Like, what happens? And she was like, well, you just, that's fine. Like, it doesn't mean that the, the life you've had up until now is meaningless and that that person is pointless to you. It just means that maybe you've changed. Maybe you just didn't meet the right person up until that point. Like... It just life changes and that's okay. But yeah, there is like don't kid yourself. Like there's always going to be like even Rough with patches. the most committed people like ourselves, there's always going to be like especially because we both are very anxious people, so there's always <laughs> going to be a part of yourself that's going to be like, Huh, this is this is it. And you know, some sometimes you might panic about it. But But, for some reason the one thing I've never done with you that I did with my previous relationship quite a bit was like could she be cheating on me? Oh yeah, no, I've never I've, done that. I've yeah. literally never questioned that no, about you. No. And I don't know oh, I was, if that's something about me changing or if that was a statement about my previous relationship or I, I was utterly convinced that my ex was cheating on me. I'm like I'm still convinced, like not to the extent of like stalking and finding out who it yeah, is. Like I if, just had if this I find out my like, ex had cheated on me, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing as well, isn't it? Is that we trust each other. Implicitly. implicitly yeah but you, like but i say on some level on some fundamental level exactly you have to yeah. going into a marriage it's kind of like in a way the relationship is the build-up to a marriage and it's like testing the waters mm-hmm. and it, it's like do i want to spend the rest of my life could i spend the rest of my life with this person this mm-hmm. is what they're like mm-hmm. this this and this mm-hmm. this is what i like about them this is what i don't like so much about them is it anything fundamentally massive no move on yeah. i'm not saying it's that you know no. the decision to get married isn't that like calculated exactly like a list yeah. checking off exactly yeah. <laughs> for some people it is and you know yeah. if it works for all them well done but subconsciously there probably is exactly there's probably certain things that you go through that then lead to that decision to get yeah. married yeah. but we managed to get it all crammed in, in the first six months so we're good <laughs> we managed to have you be in hospital i was away for three months and we moved in together all within the first six months of the relationship. So <laughs> there were some hefty tests there. Like we, <laughs> like, like we Maggie, did it all. Maggie saw me at my absolute worst. Yeah. And it was when we were both at uni. I had gallstone, so I ended up getting my gallbladder removed. But you were there through like what two or three or four gallbladder like attacks. Three. three. Um, I don't like. I'm not going to go into like the medical goriness of it all. But if you don't know what gallbladder uh, gallstones are, research it. It's awful. Yeah, it's... It's, like, the worst pain a man can go through. One of the worst, yeah. One of the worst pains a man that can go through. kidney stones. Again, not think, bragging, yeah. but... <laughs> it hurt like a bitch. <laughs> um, 
And I don't know why. You're not really supposed to get it this young. I don't no. know why I did. The doctors don't really know why I did. Um, they did so much research into it. <laughs> not. Not. They were Literally just like, nothing. Yeah, you got gallstones. They were like, we, we can, you know, blast them out or we can just cut your, gallst- your gallbladder out. Like, if we blast them out, they're probably going to come back. I was like, right, just take that bloody organ. And I was like, Alex, <laughs> you should have had them blasted out. So yeah, well, we were forced to go on a diet. Well, yeah, there is that. But not much has changed about me. I was supposed to go on a diet when they took it out anyway. <laughs> Whatever. But You need to do that. <laughs> no, but anyway, slightly off topic. Yes. But Maggie saw me at my absolute worst when I was in the worst pain I've been mm. in in my life. And yeah. I, I got an appendicitis when I was like 15, 16. And... I've had a very complicated medical. Oh yeah, <laughs> complicated oh, yeah. medical history. I'm going to have no problem identifying your body. Yeah, I'll exactly, be like that yeah. scar, that scar, that's got that organ missing. Yep, that one yeah, missing. Yep, exactly. Has it got scars here, 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 and here? Yep, that's him. <laughs> so I'm up. So yeah, you saw me in the worst pain I've ever been yeah. in, and I was like, this was like I say, five. Not that long into a relationship, well, to a few be fair, months. The first attack was maybe a month. Yeah. When we went to the walk-in with Toby, he drove us there, right? Yes. Yeah. No. No, was it Georgia and David? Yes, Georgia and David to the 80s. So that was the, your second attack, but my first attack with when me. I was there. Yeah. Um, and it was a horrendous pain. Yeah. Like, it literally crippled me. Yeah. And you and, like, they sent me home. They were just like, yeah, I'd buy some painkillers. Because yeah. they didn't know what it was. They were, yeah. You know, they a student walking into E&E, they're just like, yeah, whatever, get some painkillers and sleep it off. And you ended up spending the night with me, and we like in this like single bed, just cuddling all night and stuff like that. And then it happened a few more times after that. And they said, "Okay, if it happens again, call an ambulance instead of going because they'll be able to fast track you through." Which was a lie, but anyway, <laughs> it was the worst attack ever. I was vomiting, and yeah. I was like doubled over in pain. And I can I, can I deal I give with a little pain. bit of history to go on, this. Go on. Can I, Right, this was the day before I was physically leaving the country. To fly home. To fly home. And um, I got to Alex's house because I was leaving some stuff at his house. And um, I got there and I got to his bedroom and I find him double over because he had had a ghost tour attack for the past three hours. But he refused to do anything about it because it was our last night together. So then, our last night together... (laughs) was spent in the A&E explaining to them why they shouldn't even bother going through ibuprofen and codeine and to give you morphine straight away. And then and, explains- and thank God you were there because I would have, I'm not a very confrontational person. Maggie's not, not a very confrontational person either, but when she gets stressed about something, yeah. she gets riled up about it. She goes in like full on motherhood mode oh, where yeah, she's maternal. just like, protect, protect. So if I'd have gone to the A&E, they were just like, ah, take some ibuprofen, take some paracetamol. Just be like, yeah, okay, no problem. And then just died on the way out. But they were like, oh, yeah, okay, you should probably just take some paracetamol. And you were like, no! You give this man morphine right now! Last time we came in! And the nurse was like, was okay, like, geez, I'll get well, morphine. Because they admitted you to the overnight ward. Like, they did, to, yeah, Actually, yeah, yeah. into the ward, because you, they wanted to give you a CT scan. And the night nurse came in with the ibuprofen and codeine. And I was like, check your fucking record. We've been here twice already in this exact hospital. You have to have records to tell you that that did not work. So get the morphine back right now. It it doesn't help that my method of dealing with pain, which is very, very suppressed... I don't make noises. I don't no. complain. I don't no. do anything. I, I don't know why I'm like this. I told him to scream in yeah, A&E I, because I, we would have gotten out faster. But I don't no. know if it's my British sensibilities or something oh, yeah, like that. It definitely is. 
I couldn't do it. And yeah. I was in the worst pain yeah. I will ever be in in my yeah. life. Naturally. And yeah. I was like, you know, we were in the a and and I was bent over double, just hugging myself and wishing for death. Yeah. And I, like, that's how I deal with pain. I don't yeah. do anything. I don't make any noise. I just... No. I'm not saying like, oh, look how manly I am. It's for some reason, it's just how I deal with it. I gashed my finger open on a potato peeler. I like took the entire top of my finger off and I just kind of wrapped it up and just not <laughs> <just sort of> cracked on. Because <laughs> I was like, yes. Even my dad was like, wow, you are handling this very, very well. I'm like, ah, you know, it's just what I do. I'm hurting so much right now. But I anyway, you saw me at my worst moment yes. and I was vomiting into a bucket yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, and then, then I had surge I, and yeah. they, they kept me overnight rather and you had to leave. And we were both... I got myself in actually on family visiting hours because I lied to them and said I was your fiance and they let me in. <laughs> Which neither of us even like blinked at. We're just like, yeah, she's my fiance. But yeah, so so that and also the operation afterwards and dealing with that. There was a lot and of pain to go with, with that. And you came to get me with my dad. You hadn't... You had met my dad, I think. But I hadn't but, spent time alone with him. Yeah, that's the thing. It was like, but I like, had... They, the surgery only lasted for like an hour, and then I was in there for another hour under observation. That was basically... I was like the first person of the day. So it was like nine o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my, mom, my dad will come and get me. Yeah. Do you want to go with him? And you were like, oh, God, yeah, no, absolutely, I'll be there. But then obviously that's you hadn't spent any time alone with my dad at that point. And the first time you spent time alone with him is when he was having me drive to another city to pick up his son who had just had surgery. <laughs> so, you know. It was great. It was a good time. Long, but like long time. See that's but that's another <laughs> The story does have a point, by the way. We're not just saying, Hey, well, look how weird my body is. Well that's that's the other thing though. I didn't hesitate for a second to yeah. spend time with your dad because it's like, well, yeah, obviously. Like I don't know, and that's like... And I'm not saying that's a particularly special thing. No. I do appreciate it, obviously. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> dissing that, but... I'm not saying that has to be a particularly special thing, but it's just, you saw me at my worst, and yeah. then you had to leave the country. You had yeah. to go home. Yeah. Um, I tried changing the tickets, to see your family. But... You did try to change it again, which I acknowledge and appreciated, but yeah. there's only so much you could do. Yeah. And we both, before we even got engaged, saw each other at some pretty low moments. Yeah. Um, and we decided to do it anyway because yeah. we knew, you know, it was only temporary or this was just a fundamental part of the personality that it was kind of either make or break. It was mm-hmm. like, you accept me as I am or this can't work ever mm-hmm. on any level. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just got through it. Yeah. But like you say, you know, we got engaged and got married with the knowledge that we had seen everything that we needed to know about each other to yeah. know that we were going to be fine and that we were Basically, going to yeah. make it and and that, that that gave us the ability to move a little bit quicker than yeah. most couples do we got engaged very quickly and yeah. we got married after that and it, it, we were fine with it we haven't no i don't have any regrets i don't but it's like i feel like that is because we both had a unique previous relationship where we saw mm. everything that we didn't want in our future ones. yeah yeah and i don't regret the previous relationship i'm not saying it was a bad sorry yeah, yeah. No, i'm no, not I saying either of us had a really bad ex- like experience yeah. so like it just you know, helped us realize it just yeah. there are certain things that yeah if we'd have spent the rest of our lives with that person we probably wouldn't have been as happy as we are exactly now. exactly because there were some major fundamental differences there and that made us recognize that Oh hey, actually, this person is way better. Mm-hmm. But that that was the steep learning curve, and it all happened in the subconscious where we realized these yeah. things. And then when we met each other, it was like, oh, okay, this 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 is everything I want. Done. I'm good. 
Yeah, I'm happy. Much. I want this. That's it. A lot and of people seem to go into relationships thinking, is this the best I can do? And if they see someone that might be a little bit better, they're like, there's you, but then there's this person. Mm-hmm. So... And then they have doubts and then it, it, it bleeds into the relationship and blah, blah, blah. But obviously those doubts must come from somewhere. Exactly. There must be something that they fundamentally don't believe in in that, the relationship that they're in. So, Or it might just be their insecurities and mental problems that they need to deal with. And in which case, you know, seek a therapist. Which, like I say, again, isn't <laughs> Sorry, to say that... Sorry, I'm just that... trying to like cover all bases here. <laughs> That's the thing. Which isn't to say that our relationship is perfect. Oh, God. Uh, all right, calm down. Jesus. Apparently it's not, guys. It's not bad. I'm Shocker. But I mean, there are things about each other that obviously, if we could say, hey, what would you change? You'd be like, you know, you would make me like to dance. And I would make you enjoy Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the, you know, that's, that is definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. <coughs> Excuse me. But my point is these odd major fundamental no. things we were talking we just take we, we took the dog out before recording this episode mm. and we were talking about it on the walk and we were saying there are some things we change about each other mm-hmm. well not change necessarily but these are the reasons why it's not 110 million percent mm. perfect because like i say i enjoy rick and morty and old family guy and things like that and you don't mm. which is mm-hmm. fine Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things that you enjoy, like films and music, things like that, that mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. But what we ended up saying is that it's not difficult to manage a relationship around those things. Yeah. You just have to realize that once you're in a relationship, and especially once you get engaged, and then especially once you're married, that you have to be sensible mm. and kind of non-antagonistic about certain things. Mm-hmm. Like... these examples seem really petty but they really do matter in the Mm -hmm. long run if i'm listening to a certain kind of music or playing a game or watching something Mm -hmm. on netflix that i know maggie doesn't enjoy Mm -hmm. when she comes in i'll finish up what i'm doing and then i'm done Mm -hmm. and that's not and maggie does the same thing for me yeah and that's not saying that we just roll over we are non-confrontational people, and that might be one of the reasons why it is. But we're also mm-hmm. very conscious about the other person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me sitting watching Rick and Morty, I love it. But if Maggie was sitting watching it with me, I know she doesn't enjoy it. Mm. And A, I don't want, you know, her to be forced to watch something that she doesn't enjoy. But also, I wouldn't enjoy it as much. Because mm. I'd much prefer we were watching something that we both enjoyed. Yeah. Because then it would seem like time together. Yeah. And also, you know... I have seen an episode of Rick and Morty. I have seen episodes of Family Guy. So it's not like I'm just saying I don't like it for the sake well, of it. Well, that's another thing. Yeah, we always try yeah, the other to, thing. to get into what the other person enjoys. But yeah. we also know about a lot of things that... I Because exactly. I know you wouldn't have enjoyed Rick and Morty or Family no. Guy or this type of music or this game. Because we do play games together and things mm-hmm. like that. But I know there are certain types of things you don't enjoy. You know there are certain types of things I don't enjoy. So mm-hmm. we don't force those on the other no. person. If I'm listening to, like, rap music when Maggie mm-hmm. gets in from work, I'll turn it off because I know she doesn't enjoy it. And she's coming home from work, so, yeah. you know. And also, you know, like, it's this... You still have your own personal time, even if you're married. And that's the thing. It's like, you need to acknowledge to yourself that, you know, you don't need to spend every second 
when you get home together. We usually do because there are a lot of things that we enjoy together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not like we're short of things to do together. And that's that's another thing that's really good is that we have a lot of things that we can do together and we're good. And yeah, you know. but, but then sometimes but we- like, like, for example, in the mornings, even though I wake up before Alex, I usually wake him up. He gets out of bed straight away while I stay in bed for another hour. <laughs> curled up in the sheet but then I but that's watch... not about that for some reason yeah. i mean we 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 always factor in snuggle time that's the yeah. thing we always yeah. factor it in but on a weekend maggie will wake me up quite early but then she'll stay in bed for longer but mm-hmm. i'll get up and about because for some reason that's just how i've been once mm-hmm. i'm awake i have to get out of bed yeah Whereas so I like i'll come and play games for a bit yeah or something like that yeah. or and i'll watch youtube videos that yeah. only i watch and it's that kind of time that you have to factor in as well and not feel guilty about it. Like, but yeah, you you also have to not take things personally. Yes, so exactly. So if, if one of us says to the other person, like, look, I'm going to the office. Mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, I'm going to play some games. You'll be, I'm going to watch some YouTube videos. Like, okay, have fun. Mm-hmm. You just got to not take things personally. Yeah. And you have to try and not let any doubts. Into, like, mm-hmm. oh, why is she going away? Is it because of this? Is it because of this? Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. You just you have to not be so sensitive about these things. I yeah. don't know. It's just our guess, previous podcast about this was basically just thirty minutes of us saying marriage is great. It's easy. It's fine. Yeah. But we wanted to expand a little bit on that. Yeah, and it's it's you know it is work. It's not like in the for us is less conscious work. So it's yeah. like, but it's also the whole in like individual time is because we both know that we're the kind of people who are introverted and therefore we need time to recharge after social interaction so when i come home from work i just want to lie down because i've had to interact with people all day and that's tiring for me and same for me in uni yeah yeah and exactly and we're both the same kind of people so we understand that but if you're an extrovert who's dating an introvert you're going to have to be aware of that and you're going to have to make sure that you like you say don't get offended if that yeah. person just needs some time alone because because like social, I said, once you get married and once you live together yeah that's it forever there yeah. is no living alone ever again no, no. which isn't a bad thing no. it's just again you have to acknowledge that sometimes you can go a bit stir yeah. crazy and yeah. you you do need time away from each other yeah and also and it's fine it's not yeah, a big deal it's not a big deal and also you know especially if you have lived alone for a longer period of time, you're each going to have different routines. And that's something that a lot of people overlook when they start moving in together. But there's a lot to be said for you're going to have a different way that you wake up than the other person. And there's going to be a lot of marrying up of differences. I think actually the fact that we moved in together very early on was probably positive because we didn't even have time to make up our own routines. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I know a lot, you know, most people do live alone. Alex just managed to knock his uh, headphone jack out. Never mind. <laughs> his microphone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, most people <laughs> most people do have the chance to live alone. You make your own routines. You make your own space. And then someone moves in or you mm-hmm. move in with somebody else. And it's a hard merge. I would suggest moving into a completely new yeah, place in that case. Too. Because that way it forces you to both get adjusted to the new space together. Yeah. Because beforehand you would have been basically living in the other person's space yeah and so, obviously they might take some kind of uh, reservation to that yeah so once you make the decision to live with that person and actually give that a shot 
consider moving into a new place together because yeah, it'll definitely. it'll help a lot. Yeah, most definitely because you can build that together. Yes, and you don't have your personal space where you're like, yeah. I like things a really certain way, and mm-hmm. I don't want that to change. It's, mm-hmm. it's easier if you start off in a new place. Mm-hmm. But we we have to wrap this up. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, We've I was already just run trying over, to. But... I was just trying to get in practical advice. There's in. a lot to say. <laughs> we'll do more podcasts about it in the future. Yeah, I think we might have one or two every season where we talk about mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, and um, obviously, as the the channel and the community grows, you guys might have questions and things like that, which is fine. Mm-hmm. We'll try it. I'm not saying we're like therapists or marriage counselors or anything like that, but at least we can give you honest examples yeah. from our personal standpoint. Yeah. And we think our marriage works really well. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not a brag; it's just how we feel it works. Yeah. So I don't know. We feel we might be in a position where if someone came to us and said. What do I do in this? Yeah, situation? or like, why is this going on? Then we could say, well, from my perspective, this is what's going on. Yeah, and this is might be a way. So basically, we can't be slight marriage counselors, but we're not going to be a podcast where you call in, "Hello, yeah, caller, yeah. tell us your marriage problems." It's not going like, to be Fraser. Just it's not, it's not how it works. I'd love that though. I would love. I would love to do that. Don't I know, right? That'll be amazing. But... Right. <laughs> Next time. Next anyway. podcast. <laughs> Well, it can be but, one of our live streams. Yeah. We'll call it. But anyway, let's. We're going to have to wrap this up. This is a bit longer than usual. But, but anyway, well, long story short. Regular program segments. But yeah, sorry. Long story short, marriage is easy. Yeah. And it's, it's not, not scary. And it, it. Okay, sometimes it's not. But then yeah. again, again, if you're making that step towards that commitment, mm-hmm. you have to be prepared for mm-hmm. that. And you have to acknowledge that, okay, when things go south, I can't mm-hmm. just bail. Mm-hmm. You have to work through it. Mm-hmm. But. That, in a way, makes it easier because mm-hmm. you know there's no way out, so you have to work through it. Mm-hmm. Or there's no easy way out anyway. And obviously, we're talking about the smaller things here. We're not talking about if you fundamentally disagree, yes. you don't have to work through that. <laughs> like Sorry. the cruel animals yeah. or, or yeah. something like that. You know, No, don't work through that. Just right. the smaller differences. But yeah. anyway, we'll do another podcast on it somewhere down the line. Sounds good. Woo. Okay, so, so I'll, I'll do the rough. You can do okay. the good news. Okay. Or would you rather do that? No, I wouldn't. You want to do the good news? Yeah. Okay. So I'll do the rough. So this is our random useless fact segment. So we give you a a random useless fact to use in conversation. So the rough for today is, and this is a great one. Mm -hmm. You burn more calories sleeping than you do watching TV. Yay. Naps on the sofa. If you ever want to binge watch a TV show, don't just go to sleep. You'll lose weight. Plus, you'll eat less snacks, so... Yeah, that's It's like true. a double whammy. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's so, why I nap all the time. If you want to lose weight, just sleep it off. <laughs> Maggie, would you like to tell us some good news? Yes. So, in the world that we live in today, where everything is negative and everything is sad, we want to give you some good news and some bright news and make you happy. So... That could have been like a song lyric, all of that. It would have been great. I'm everything gonna... is negative, everything is sad. <laughs> so, we give you good news... Oh my god. Fact. We no. need a good news jingle. We need a good news jingle and a random useless fact jingle. I'm random just saying. useless fact. There you go. Okay, Boom. so, good news for today. <laughs> this is an older good news, but it's still <laughs> such a good news. The snow leopard has been taken off the endangered species list. Woo! And because snow leopards are fluffy as <laughs> hell and cute, we are very happy about this. And they're quite an integral part of the, uh, you know, their ecosystem but you know yeah they're fluffy, fluffy and everything great fluffy and cute. no one's ever gonna long fluffy tails no one's ever gonna so stroke cute. or cuddle them but it's fine i wish i could <laughs> anyway. we all do we all do 
But anyway, so, it's yeah. great. One less animal on the endangered species list is always a victory. Also, isn't, aren't pandas taking off it now as well? I can't remember. I think they did. Because I think a lot the of people have been saying just it's like... straight up dumb. Yeah, like like pandas shouldn't really be as like... It's like a, a symbol for endangered animals, but really like they're not on the endangered list anymore. So, whew. yeah. Um, so we did something right, at least. Yeah. So that's good. But yeah, find us on Facebook, Twitter. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear next. And what, Alex? <gasps> Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So, so share us around. Let's go to the community. Let's go to the podcast. Let's have a good time. It's yeah, fun. It's geeky. Yeah. It's fine. Let's keep going. Let's so, not lose all hope to keep going with this podcast. Please let us keep it. Jesus. Way to finish on a high note. <laughs> And so this was a slightly longer episode than usual, but I mean, we could have gone on for like hours, to be yes. honest. This is a topic we're very passionate about. So like I say, odds are we'll end up covering it again, mm-hmm. probably more than once in the future. But yeah. for now, thank you so very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. If you could subscribe to the channel, that would be, be awesome. And awesome. uh, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was Socially Course. <laughs>